the Flow State Gaming Podcast, the number one up-and-coming Valorant podcast on the internet. I am Coulter Fair, a.k.a. Astro. Along with me is my good friend, Rogan Prescott. Hey, man. How's it going, Coulter? Are you feeling good, dude? I'm feeling pretty pretty good tonight, man. How are you doing? Doing pretty good, man. I have not finished my hot drink, so we're starting off real nice. I did not hear that intro at all. Because <laughs> you did another why great it, rip. Why does it cut <laughs> I, out the sound, I wonder? I think something with Discord, but... Yeah, man. Um, yeah. We're rolling with a just a double shot. A lavender, lavender double shot espresso. Threw some heavy whip cream in there. Holy cow, dude. So it did it taste a little creamy. Feels pretty good, man. That sounds amazing. What are you drinking? You got a hot drink? Well, I uh <laughs> I do have a hot drink tonight. <laughs> and um I actually had to go out of my house to get more of it oh. because I had previously ran out. And this drink that I'm <laughs> sipping on <laughs> is world-renowned to be maybe one of the best medium roast coffees that you can that you can actually buy on the free market. And that, of course, is a piping hot, freshly pressed, decaf, Pike's Place roast. <laughs> and I have a full French press of that in front of me. I'm about halfway through my my first cup. Um, I don't have any creamer, man. So I'm just I'm taking it black. Um, wow, that's kind of hard to just, do. Yeah, I'm going straight straight for it. So no uh, no creamer for me. But your your drink sounds uh, exactly what I would order if I was a 13 year old white female. So, Thank you, dude. That feels um, good, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's probably what I would order if I was you know, in that situation. And so it, it I'll sounds take that good. As a was, yeah, dude. Yeah. Where'd you get the lavender syrup? Well, it was a while ago, man. Um, wow. Got at the store. We don't have an, any vanilla and that's the only stuff that's left. It's like yeah. kind of tastes soapy. So I need yeah, to make another run for some vanilla, but yeah. Well, we uh, what do are we talking right about off this for evening, the man? podcast? You know? Yeah. Put it on the company card. Yeah. Um, dude, we're going over economy, all about economy. Um, obviously we'll be talking about Valorant and we're just going to be going through on saving grounds when you guys should buy how much money you guys do get or credits through each round and making an educated decision on if you guys should buy a Vandal or just go full classic and just, just go. So this is going to be a good one, man. I think a lot of people are clueless. A lot of our friends do not have any idea on how the economy works. I think it's very important to know. Um, there's a lot of things about it, man, that I didn't even know. I've already learned a lot, so it's gonna yeah, be good. Yeah, dude, this is a uh, this is a really big part of the game, man. I was we were talking before we hit record, and I was telling Rogan I've never played a shooter before this that had an economy system in the game, um, but it's a big part of it, man. It it really changes uh the tide of of the game yeah i mean knowing where your economy is at and where the opponent you know the opposing team's economy is at is it's huge in how you're gonna play your next round and um 
I mean, like Rogan said, we have friends that don't even think about it twice. They just buy what they, they want to buy regardless of, you know, how much they actually have. So I think this is a good thing to go over, you know, fairly early in the, in the podcast, um, in the podcast journey. So I think this is going to be a good one, man. Yeah. I think we're going to be wanting, I think we both want to go over those like general ideas of Valorant. Like we went through like with peaking and aiming, that's kind of like a broad thing. And then we'll probably dive deeper into like more of the detail about the game later on. But yeah, I was also thinking about on how this game's different from others. Uh, I think CSGO is like the only one that's really similar to like the buy, like the, the buying in Valorant and having like the credits each round, like getting credits for each kill. Yeah. Um, it's like, I really, I personally, I like it a lot instead of just like choosing any gun you want. It's kind of like adds a whole nother thing to the game. So, I mean, it's going to be cool. Yeah, dude. Um, so I think what we want to go over first is just the basic economy system. So just how many credits um, you're going to start with and then kind of the breakdown of how many credits um, you earn depending on what happens during that round. So in Valorant, the credits are going to change whether you, you win the round or you lose the round, um, whether you get the spike down or you defuse the spike. So Rogan, do you want to just go down the list here of what each, um, I don't even, what each subject like will do for your economy, how many credits it's going to give you if you do each thing Um, in that round. Yeah, man. So I don't know if I could have worded that any worse. Yeah. That was kind of trash. Yeah. And you didn't even give me a link to your Google doc. (laughs) So I don't (laughs) even know what's first for you. Well, what are you going to, are you thinking about credits per kill? Well, I think that we should just, yeah, um, credits per kill, how much you get if you win the round, how much you get if you lose, um, the loss bonuses. Um, do you have any of that information or or are you just <laughs> riding on my dude, back? Of course like, I do, man. Dude, do you know what I feel like when I do this I, podcast? I hear your little mouse clicking, <laughs> highlighting your text on your Google Doc. The, the doc that you didn't it's share with me, so clear. I don't know what order to go in. Guys, this is I the feel- thing. We click record and we just roll it. I do all the prep work. Coulter does nothing. <laughs> you don't do anything. He, he, dude. he just does a podcast. I don't know, what? I don't know if there's. I don't know if you could possibly do less. Okay, Coulter, that is <laughs> slight guys, overstatement. Guys, this is this is me. Okay, picture just the Siberian desert, 120 degrees. Rogan is a 350 pound white male. I am a camel. Why did you tell them my weight, man? (laughs) It's messed up. And I am a camel. And Rogan is just hoisted onto my back. And I can almost just feel my back ready to blow out. (laughs) But I have a 200-mile journey across the hottest desert with no water. (laughs) I am a filthy, rabid camel. And Rogan is a 350-pound white male just eating peeled grapes. (laughs) <laughs> he just he just reaps the benefits of my suffering, well. and I'm just working. I mean, working. I get home from work, I just take a poop as fast as humanly possible, right? I just blow it out of my system, because I just got back from a 10-hour day, and then I just start smacking the keys, right? And what I hear from Rogan on a Monday is, 
Hey, Coulter, <laughs> I have all day off today. I literally have nothing going on. It's going to be so great. I'm going to have all the notes ready, and this is just going to be a smooth pod. How many how many notes do you boys think that Rogan wrote down? <laughs> Not one note. Yes. So just keep that in mind, everybody, when he's saying because I already that know I the economy, the document. No, you don't. Who's the diamond? Huh? Yeah. True. Well. Yeah. What rank are you? What are. rank are you, Coulter? How many <laughs> matches have you played? How many matches have you played this peasant. week? Huh? How many matches? Zero. Zero. Zero Absolutely matches this not week. Not one match. Not one match. It's filthy, dude. I literally play every single night till my eyes bleed. They're pouring blood out. I can't even see what's going on, but I'm still just snapping on those heads. <laughs> yeah. you're just, and you're grinding. Just dude, just butt yeah. naked sweating. Just this is, 50th match in. Oh, man. Yeah, this is true. I mean, I'm terrible at the game. I think that's pretty well known. <laughs> But when it comes to the pod, I am okay. Coulter, you need to stop this, man. Well, do you want to do you want to go over those numbers then? Well, the yeah. People, All right, guys. So it? we're gonna run it here. First, first ma- um, round that you're gonna start out with. Everyone starts out with 800 credits. You guys should know that. Um, well, well, they, they might, might not. not shoot. Yeah. <laughs> so you start at 800 credits, um, and then if you get a kill, it's gonna be 200 credits on that. And planning the bomb is 300 credits for the entire team. And if you defuse the bomb, it's 300 credits just for yourself. And then for... So the losses act differently than the, the wins. If you win a round, you're, you get like a set amount of money and that's going to be 3,000 credits. It doesn't matter how many people are like left alive. If you win the round, you get 3,000 credits. If you lose the round, it goes in like three different levels. So the first round that you lose, you're going to get 1,900 credits at like a base and then what's the second round after that Coulter? it's so if you get two consecutive round losses two in a row you're gonna get 2400 credits 2400 credits and then three rounds in a row you get 2900 credits yeah so at the third round consecutive loss you pretty much get the same amount of credits as the winning team so pretty much what that does is just if you're getting smacked the game's gonna give you a buy round Pretty much no matter what, which is right. I, I like how I like that idea. It makes it so it's not like people are just stuck in a bottomless like economy pit where they're like half buying, but they can't get out of it because they're only getting, you know, just yeah, a little exactly. amount of credits. But. It, it gives the opportunity to to get out of that um, yeah. bad place. Um, and these do stack on each other. So if you win the round, you get 3000. But if you got three kills in that round you get an extra 600 on that. Yeah, or, or planting the bomb. So yeah, just keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, just winning the round by itself is 3,000. And, and then, then losing. In patch patch 111, um, I think this is the last update for, the, for an economy change. And what they added, they pretty much made it almost pointless to save guns like, um, post-plant. Or um, if you haven't planted. So let's say like you're attacking and... You plant the bomb. or Oh my gosh, I'm so confused, dude. How does this work again? Yeah, if, you're if you're If you're defending and the attackers plant the bomb and you just run on the other side of the map and you don't try to defuse it and you don't die, you'll get a maximum amount of credits of 1,000. Like, no more. And then if you were to die, you'd get 1,900 credits. So pretty much it just encourages like going for the clutches 
and not holding on to your gun. Coulter and I were talking is like almost like the only time you would want to like save is if you had an operator and in like very like particular circumstances when it's a complete save round and you're able to pick up a vandal. But very rare occasions is where you want to save. So that that was a huge addition. I didn't really I didn't really notice like that they didn't have that before. <laughs> I mean, because yeah, like we were we were seeing like three people saving at, like for one round, and now it's like it, it's kind of cool because it encourages that. It encourages like the one guy to go for the ace, you know? Yeah, yeah. This is um a really big. This is something you really want to think about. So, like Rogan said, if you are gonna save. You're going to get a maximum of a thousand credits, like Rogan said. So keep it in mind, if you're on a three, a three round loss streak, you would get 2,900. But if you save that round, you're going to get a thousand. Yeah. So this is, um, it's hard to justify saving, even if it's, you know, your first round loss, but it becomes even more unreasonable if you are on a two or three loss streak because you're losing out on 2,000 credits if you save. So like Rogan was saying, I mean, at most rifles coming in, the Phantom and the Vandal coming in at 2,900 credits, it's really hard to even justify saving a Vandal in this scenario. Um, And so the operator is really the only weapon that sticks out in my mind with a 5,000 credit price tag, this is the only situation that's probably going to apply for saving. For people um, who've played like a while ago and then they're just getting back into it, you guys might not know this, but it, it just go like, don't save your Vandal on like a normal buy round. Just go for it. Yeah. Especially if you lost the round before that, it's, it's double not worth it. Yeah. Because you're just you're actually losing credits that way. So uh-huh. um, really keep this in mind. This is really big. And we, I see kids saving with a bulldog on a three round loss streak. And it's like, honestly, the worst decision that they can make. Right. Yeah. So, I've still seen like a second round save that will literally hurt you so bad. Yeah. Don't save your ghost. No boys, girls. It's uh, it's really, you got to think about this change and take it seriously. Um, but yeah, I, I like this change. I think it's had a really good impact on the game. I see a lot less saving, like you were saying, um, at the beginning when we were first playing, I mean, it was, you know, if the enemy team got two kills early on and you found yourself in a three V five, like Rogan was saying, oftentimes, I mean, especially if one of your players had an operator or whatever else, they would just do a three man save. And that's just, it's not fun to play like that. And it's, it's not fun to watch. So, um, this is this was a good change. And I think it solved that that issue. Yeah, pl- playing CS:GO, I played a long time ago, but they had they never really had a system like that. So you just always saw someone saving that entire round and bleeding out the entire timer, and it's just a boring it's a boring way to play. I think even in like like observers observer games or like custom games, like watching it, even watching streams, it's just going to be a lot more like entertaining seeing yeah. like those Wardell clutches or like a jet a jet ace with Oliver with her ult. So, yeah, totally. Um, another really key thing that maybe people don't think of is planning that spike guys is 300 for the, for the whole team. So that's three times five, 1500. Like that's quite a bit of cash coming into your, into your team. And I notice a lot of times, like, um, 
say you totally wipe their team and it's like it's a 5v1 i i notice times where the spike carrier will like go hunt down the kill and it's way better for your team to just get the get the spike planted let that little let the little one kid just hide in the corner and get the plant down and get that money for your team cuz it's it's really substantial so if you have the spike and even if you totally, you know that you have the round, get the spike down anyway. Um, even after you kill that last opponent, there's still a window of time to put the spike if down. You, if you're on on site or near it, then yeah, you can place it down. I don't know. It's yeah, like I think it's five like seconds five after seconds. you kill. Yeah. So. Um. So anyway, just keep that in mind because I see it too often where you know there's someone just looking at their knife, like while like, and they could have planted it. Um. Just try and stay away from that. If you're holding the bomb, this really applies to you. If you're going to forget that detail, then maybe have someone else uh, have the bomb. So just keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, man, should we go through some of the verbiage that's used when people are talking about buying? There's like all these little terms that people use. <laughs> that Dude, I, I, mean, I feel like I learn new ones every day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like I know. what and, people and use. Is, I know. We're going to be listening to this episode like three years from now and none of these are going to apply yeah it's very true um i don't know just we're trying we don't know who our audience is because we don't get any feedback from any of you peasants so what it's embarrassing dude (laughs) well what do you mean i know so many people dude we we don't i I don't even know if anyone's listening so anyways we just (laughs) we don't know like maybe 80 percent of our audience are in iron which is fine. We just, we want to, we want to coddle you, right? We want to get naked and curl next to you and keep you warm, <laughs> right? But if it's, but if it's all radiant players in here, they're not going to give a rip. So it'd be nice to know, you know, who, who we're dealing with here. But, um, Rogan, what is a save round? When you hear that from your team, what is, what does that mean? Well, dude, you know, people have different views of this word. Um, a lot of people might think, oh, buy a Vandal with no shields on a save round. <laughs> but no, Coulter, that's not the case. So a save round is when, well, I, th- I think people like classify save rounds as two, two different things. One of them can be buying for next round, which is like buying a Spectre or like a Stinger or a Sheriff. Just enough so you have enough money for next round to buy a Vandal with full shields. And that's $3,900 for a Vandal and full shields. But for a save round is that it usually means is usually not buy anything. Maybe just buy your abilities. Um, make sure you have enough credits for that next round. And, and one thing to mention is that all these different terms or like what people do for the economy, do it for your team. So if there's going to be four people buying a Vandal and a Phantom and you can't, you don't have that money to afford a full buy, then I would still consider buying a Spectre with full shield because if you got, if your team loses the next round, they're going to be broke and then you're going to be having, then you can buy a Vandal. So you're just going to save again and it kind of screws like pretty much you want to be in sync with your teammates. So even if you're in iron and they aren't, pretty much doing any save rounds at all and they're just constantly bu- buying and bonusing like you can either just do that with them or maybe save it for a vandal on a round that they'll buy it's just, it's kind of hard culture right like 
I think you've kind of had to deal with it too, where it's like you say there's going to be a save round people. You don't really realize, but people buy a bunch of different guns where they can't buy for that next round. You're the only one buying a vandal and then everyone else is just going to get smacked because they all have classics. Right. And you can't do anything about it because there's no, there's no chance. And having your whole team fully stacked with full shields is very beneficial instead of yourself. This game, it's not, it's such a team based game. Don't be playing by yourself. Play like play for your team, pretty much. That's a big thing that people like don't realize. So for a save round, if if everyone's going to be saving, they're going to be buying a single weapon. Then save with them. Don't be buying a gun, even if you can buy. Just buy like a specter. Buy enough so you can buy for next round. But yeah, I think you're right. There's some confusion around this. Um, You guys have probably heard the term half buy. Like guys, just half buy this round, and then. You know, like Rogan was saying, sometimes people kind of, uh, they use these two terms like at the same time. And they're, so just kind of try and clarify with your team. Obviously, if you're an iron, your team might not have any mics, but if you have a mic, you can still speak to them. And so, you know, say, Hey guys, let's, let's just completely save this round. Like let's, we're, we're not buying anything, you know, buy your abilities if you can, but we really need to get our economy back. Um, and then a half buy is typically like what Rogan was saying, just buying for next round. So buying as much as you possibly can while still maintaining enough economy in the next round to be fully kitted. So meaning having all your abilities and, you know, the weapon of your choice outside of like an operator, but, um, you know, buying a, an assault rifle and full shields that is going to be. Um, you know, when you're trying to half buy, you're just trying to ensure that next round, even if you get no kills and if you lose the round. So that's what a half, that's the difference between a half buy and a save round. Um, what you mentioned when you're talking earlier, Rogan, what is a bonus round when, when someone says, Hey guys, let's bone, let's do a bonus round. What, what should I gather from that? Okay. Yeah. A bonus round doesn't happen too often. It's usually going to be either the third round of like the start of a game. Um, It's pretty much when, so let's say like it's a very first, it's like a, you start out a game, you win the first round, it's one zero. Then you guys say force or force up, or I don't know what people call it. People call a bunch of different things, but that just means like buy what you can buy a marshal, buy a specter with half shields or a stinger with full shields, pretty much just buy as what you can. And then, like, so yeah, when so you, hear, you pretty much just catch other people off guard. Force. Yeah. And because yeah. everyone, a lot of the times people buy only just classics or keep their ghost second round. So forcing up, it pretty much just gives you a really big advantage over that other team. Just buy as much as you can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then if you guys win that, if that team wins that and they have all those specters and um, stingers left and then they call for a bonus round, that pretty much just set, means like keep those guns buy maybe full shields, but keep those guns and then just try to win that round the best you can. Cause then if you do win that round or you get a pick, you can pick up their guns and then you pretty much have twice the amount of credits and you don't have to buy for that next round and you have max weapons. It pretty much just boosts your economy a ton if you get that. And it's just a good yeah. investment. Cause then you're not going to be wasting those guns. So instead of like, cause you know, you can just throw them on the ground and they're just, they're worthless. Yeah, if you buy exactly. that in the second round, so 
Um, it sometimes can happen on like some people might want a bonus if they do win like a save round with specters. I don't think it's as rare because like those rounds are more important. But yeah, because you yep, can you can just totally. really hurt the other people, um, um, people's economy. Because usually third round you like have just enough to buy a vandal or phantom with full shields. So being able to win that round is very important. So that's what a bonus round is to me. Is there any yeah. way you could word that better? No, no, I think you did a good job. Yeah, it's right. just um, if you do end up kind of, if you do a half buy, like you just, you don't have any money, but you're buying as much as you can. A bonus round would just be using those same weapons again in the next round, trying to get another win off of the back of those weapons. Um, and like Rogan was saying, you're going to put yourself in a, in a really good economic situation. You'll have kind of a, a round to play with. Like if you lose the next round, then your economy isn't killed because you kind of got a little head start. So, um, and then when your team calls out for a full buy, it's just, it's just buying as, as much as you can. Just go hectic. Yeah. Your team is planning on just fully, fully kidding up. So, um, Another big thing, especially when we're talking about the early rounds, is to look at the opposing team's credits. I think that this is something that, I don't know, I see a lot of people are pretty unaware of what the other team's economy looks like, but you can gain a lot, a lot of information if you look at the economy. And you can do this just by pressing tab, like bringing up the scoreboard, you'll see... um, what your other team has from an economy standpoint. And th- so, those are their credits for that round starting. It's not like they're, they're exactly current credits, but it's what they started out re- with that round. It's another thing yeah. I wanted to mention before you move on is if you see somebody with like 6,000 credits plus or even less sometimes, but then you, you kind of, you can kind of tell if they're going to buy an op or not this, this, I, I mean, I've used this so much now is being able to gain so much intel just off looking up um, at the scoreboard, being able to tell oh, yeah. if like the other team's going to full buy or if the team has a save round, if the team has a save round, then you can play long angles. Don't, you know, get all congested because they're going to most likely have shoddies more than other rounds. But yeah, like yeah. If, if you can tell someone has an op, then you just flash like see long on Haven because you don't want to get opt right. Just in case. Yeah, no, yeah, the information that you can gather from looking at your opponent's economy is probably like the most free information that you can possibly gather. And I think it's bigger than a lot of people give it credit for. Um, like you said, I mean, if you know that if you're looking and someone has 6,000 credits, you can call it to your team, hey, boys, like the odds are, you know, they can afford an operator. They're probably going to do it. They've been winning these last few rounds. Let's either, you know, like you said, smoke those long angles flash out before you just walk out into the open. Um, and again, yeah, if you know your team, the enemy team is saving because you're looking at the credits. Wow. They have a thousand credits and we just won that round. So that gives them a max of 29. You know that it's impossible for them to buy a phantom and full shields. So yep. you know that they're either going to run no shields and a rifle, or they're going to be running half shields and just use that to your advantage. Right. Like Rogan was saying, hey, they, they might be waiting around, you know, more tight corners. Let's let's just try and play long. And I mean, the amount of rounds that you can uh, win this way are probably a lot bigger than you than you think. 
So yep, that's very I think true. that's really good advice. I Logan. mean, if you guys see a jet <laughs> with 6,000 plus credits, she's buying in the hop. You just, you already know it. <laughs> I'm like, I have yeah. done that. And then, and you can also tell like another, like this isn't very much economy. It like, kind of connects in a way, but knowing where you're, where like the other team's agents play is so critical too. On Haven, if a jet plays C long every single time and you guys attack it and she's always there peeking out and then you see that she's going to buy an op next round or she has enough money for an op next round, it's way more than likely she will op that round. Yeah. Or even looking at like the agent's ultimates, like a jet ultimate, you can tell that she's probably going to ult that round depending on the money too. Like if it's a save round, she might ult, but. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, it's it's something that we see not nearly enough people looking at the enemy's credits. It's it's a, it's a very common mistake that people just, they don't even think about it. So um, really keep that in mind. Also, another, another pro tip here is just remember the minimum credits tab that you have in your store. So when you open up your store to purchase ability shields, weapons, there's a minimum credits next round. Um, and that'll, that'll appear right below your current credits. So this is an, so this is saying you're going to have this amount of credits at the start of next round. If everything goes terrible, like this is the lowest amount that you'll possibly have. So you can make decisions based on that. Like, man, you know, I can only buy this much to get a vandal next round. It's just an easy way. If you're not really good at keeping track of your economy is kind of Valorant's way to to help those lower IQ players <laughs> that can't keep track of what's going on, right? So it's yeah. just, it's an easy way to to see where your economy is at and just just look at it. I look at it all the time, right? Yeah, because keep it I at have like a two digit IQ. <laughs> exactly, Coulter. Well said. And if you see that it's at like minimum thirty nine hundred, I mean yeah, you're 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 gonna be able to buy like a vandal or a phantom that round with with full shields. But if you use abilities, you won't be able to buy those abilities. So be exactly. aware of that because I would say, if anything, like don't save your abilities. Abilities are pretty much number one priority most of the time, unless one ability is taking you or one flash from breach or sky is taking you away from buying full shields and a vandal and phantom or phantom. So. To be aware of that is really big. Um, just making sure you buy your abilities. Like if a Phoenix is buying a Vandal with full shields, doesn't have enough to afford any flashes. Like, no, just don't don't buy a Vandal or Phantom, or at least buy half shields. Like I will buy half shields most of, most of the time if I can't ab- afford my abilities. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of something I wanted to mention earlier. Was just uh, <laughs> your abilities are often more. You're getting more bang for your buck with your abilities than really any weapon you can buy. Um, I mean, like you said, flashes are a really great example. I would rather Rogan have both of his flashes and light shields than having no flashes and full shields. Like being his teammate, I would rather him make that call because he's going to have a way bigger impact on that round than the, the extra 50 shield. Um, and that's pretty much true for any agent. You you got to look at your agent. Like I've been playing a little bit of Killjoy, and she's rather expensive in comparison to some of the other agents I play. Um, you know, buying both Mollies and the the Alarm Bot can be expensive, but both of those utilities 
are going to give me a bigger presence in the round than buying a stinger per se. I would rather just run my classic and hold really tight angles and use, you know, both my allies and my utility to, you know, or whatever it takes play back. I don't know. Um, but you know, that alarm bot, especially, I mean, it's going to help your allies a lot more than I'm going to help them with a stinger. So, um, put priority on your abilities. Like Rogan was saying, I think that's a key to remember. Also Um, talking about priorities is I would say, um, downgrade your shields before you downgrade your weapon. Yes. In the sense of if you have vandal and you can only buy half shields, don't go specter full shields. In my opinion, I'm so glad you brought this up. I would personally go half shields with a vandal unless you're, unless you're smacking it with a specter. You know, like go for it, right? Yeah. If you're clapping their cheeks with a specter, just keep grabbing those cheeks. <laughs> but keep in mind that, like, in this, we talk about it a lot. You're a one shot kill, no matter how much armor you have. So, I mean, will having less shield lead to more deaths? Yes, probably. But like Rogan is saying, the power of a vandal or a phantom often outweighs that extra 50 shield. If it's, if it's the difference, you mean extra 25. If you're buying, sorry, yeah, sorry. I mean, it's uh, just not a lot of life, you know. Yeah. So I agree with you. Yeah, be very aware of that. Half shields is like I think it's blocks you a lot, but like blocks a lot from you, you know, like a, a martial body shot. <laughs> yeah, it blocks takes you from away. a lot. So yeah, you might not no, think and, it's much, but it definitely does a lot. Yeah. Um, that kind of is a good. I just wanted to make a note here. Always make sure that you buy shields. I've actually overlooked it in rounds. Like, you know, I might have 6,000 credits and we won the last round, but all my shields were taken away and then I forget to buy it. So always keep that in mind. That's a really easy one. And if you see someone else without shields, like if you're just really good at noticing that kind of stuff, just be that guy, you know, when there's five seconds left, say, you know, hey, does everyone have shields? If you remember it, just throw it out there because uh some teammates have saved me more than once by mentioning it so yeah and and also if you get like if you run over a phoenix like molotov over it like for like a split like millisecond and you get damaged like once right and your armor's at 49 to 50 that next round you're still able to buy armor which is going to cost like a thousand credits (laughs) a lot of people don't see the damage they just like kind of unconsciously spend that extra thousand credits when you can What's, either you can save that money and not one yeah, health is what, not worth a thousand credits what's the cutoff for you like where do you draw the line on that because Dude, i've asked you question. before because it's like there's certain times that i'm sitting at say like 37 shield and yeah. i'm like dude like i think it kind of depends on where your economy is at like if you're at eight thousand, oh yeah i just, I just run, buy it. i just yep. run it but I mean, I feel like there's if, a if zone you're like in there that tight I don't on money, know. if you're tight on money, I would almost say like under thirty health or un- no under under like thirty five, under thirty five. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I hate spending that like extra thousand credits. I know, man. For like the twenty five, but also or 20 like health. I hate yeah. like knowing that someone can kill me much faster than they can kill me. Yeah, exactly. Or than I can kill them. Yeah. My bad. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's it's kind of a hard one to 
to think about. Yeah, but. it definitely, I, I struggle with it, man. Like looking at the health, I'm like, do I do it or do I not? Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. And it also um, depends on where your team's at too. Yeah, and this kind of leads into, uh, don't be afraid to buy for your teammates. <laughs> um, this doesn't happen in the lower rank games that I've watched. I've watched my my friends play in the iron and bronze level and they'll have one teammate sitting at 9,000 credits. And then the rest of the team has like a thousand credits and not like nobody is requesting anything and he's not offering to buy anything. Um, don't be that guy. That's just max credits. Like even if you're at like 7,000 and you've been winning consistently, you're going to go, you're going to hit max next round. So if you're, chilling at 7,000 credits and you're winning and you see that your ally has like 3,000 credits, go ahead and just buy buy their weapon. That way, everyone's economy kind of stays the same. Like if you lose that next round, you're not going to be the only guy with with money. It's better if if you can keep yourself from maxing out at, at all costs. Yeah. So. I, you don't even be afraid to request either. Because yeah. it, it's so, even if you're not getting kills, I know like I'm also guilty of this, but when someone's only you getting, feel they're bad. like, yeah, you feel bad. You're like three and eight and everyone else is above you. And you're like, oh, dude, like I'm not feeling it. Don't buy me a gun. It's worth it yeah. for you to have a gun rather than having a sheriff. So just request. And I mean, if the team isn't, I feel like most of the time they will buy you unless the team's toxic or something, but. Just request it. It's it's worth it to have everyone having guns instead of like one person not. You yeah, know? exactly. So yeah, don't be afraid to buy the bottom fragger of your team, dude. I actually this I remember one time in specific we had a phoenix that I was playing with in a ranked game, and I had like eight thousand credits, and this kid was just absolute garbage, like having just the worst game of his life. Like, <laughs> like you said, he was like two and eleven. He had no kills. He had like 2,000 credits, so he couldn't even buy. Like I said, I was at 8,000 credits or whatever. And I, I remember I was like, because he he bought like a Spectre. He didn't even request anything or ask. He had a mic, but I could tell that like his morale was just tanking. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, yo, Phoenix, just let me buy you, dude. Like, I know that you're not on it today, but just let me buy you. Guys, he comes out with like the 1v3 clutch, like. He pulls it off because I, I bought him that gun, right? It wouldn't have happened if he just had a rolled with a Spectre and didn't say anything. So don't be afraid to like buy your bottom fragger if you have just a plethora of cash flow. Um, just like don't let your ego get in the way here. It's easy to be like, man, this kid sucks. Like there's no way I'm buying him a gun. But if you're going to be maxing out anyway, especially, it's like you're not doing yourself any harm by, you know, buying him a weapon. I mean, if he's just being toxic and running into mid with a knife and just throwing. Yeah. Don't buy him, you know, don't buy him. But, um, I mean, if the kid is trying and he might just be having, you know, a rough start of the match or whatever. So, um, yeah, keep that in mind. Just if you have extra, keep your, try and keep your team economy the same roughly. Yep. Very true. Well said. Um, I don't know if I have much more here in the, in the notes, buddy. Do you have any, anything in your notes? Yeah, man. I have so much, dude. All the notes that you, I took, because I actually care about this podcast. Well, would would you gather, dude? It's just it's honestly so many notes. I don't even know what to say first. 
Exactly. I think that's kind of where I'm at. Um, yeah. A big thing that I want to mention is... Um... <laughs> oh my goodness. Wait, dude, dude, actually, I really did feel something there. I think you got in the way, though. Yeah, you lost it, didn't you? Yeah, dude, you, you smacked me. Well, 350-pound white male. Okay, oh. Coulter. <laughs> the, the listeners probably have such a bad image of me. Well, <laughs> Just this weight they, on they your should, back. Well, honestly, dude, if you would post... Maybe I was I was hoping you wouldn't say that. Why would you say that? <laughs> Coulter, I'm we have literally mentioned time. this last week. Yeah. I'm not posting some gross clips like you are. Oh, guys, um, we didn't get a second podcast out last week, and we realized that. Um, what we did do, though, was we got, or I don't know about Rogan, I got some more clips, right? Because my clips are fire. And they're getting a lot of um, good response, especially on my personal TikTok. I don't upload them to the Flow State Gaming TikTok because Rogan won't let me. I, he says they're uh, too trash. So, but my TikTok is popping, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I so we got some clips. What's, so that's what's what your I'm TikTok? What's your TikTok? FSG underscore Astro. Nice, nice, nice. nice. Okay, um, okay. I'm gonna go back to my notes now. So we didn't talk about. The the famous glass cannon. What is that oh, when you yes. guys hear that? So pretty much, if you're getting smacked on rounds and you're just always buying a vandal or something and you're just not able to hold a sight and they're just pushing you guys like mad through mid on split, you got to pull out the glass cannon every once in a while. And that is pretty much just buying an operator with zero shields or anything. Because you can't really save for an operator unless you just throw away one entire round. And it's hard to do when everyone's buying, you know, sequentially. So going the glass cannon route is a is a big way you are able to get the op. So, I mean, operators, dude, they're, they're so good at holding holding sites or just holding an angle. I mean, like it, yeah. more than not, you're going to get a pick if you have the aim and if they peek you without a flash or anything like that. So being able to get that first pick is very big in a round, of course, if everyone knows that. And it, especially if you're jet and you're a glass cannon, you can just peek an angle, get the shot off and then just dash away and bail hard because you don't you don't want to be getting like picked off right away either because you're, you know, you're pretty much one shot away from death. So that's that's something to think about. Um, also, if you guys do have like 9000 credits or if you have a ton of credits on one of the last rounds of the half or of the entire like round, it's like 12, 11, or maybe not 12, 11, or like, like 12, 8 or something. And you have an operator and you still have max money. You can buy a Vandal and then just drop it on the ground. Use the operator. Hold an angle. If, if they push that, get a shot off. If you miss it or if you get it, you can just back up, pick up your Vandal again, and then you can just play closer. If you don't want to hold the op entire round, because I, it's it's hard pushing a site with an operator, like going really close, tight corners. You can do it. It's just not. I find it way easier with a vandal being able to get multiple kills, and and with an operator having it such a slow like reload time is very difficult from doing that. So be sure that if if you can buy both those guns and you can still buy the next round if you have full credits, then 
might as well do it. I think it's just like, it gives you a better idea on how you want to play. If they do push you really hard, just pick up the Vandal. You can spray them down. So that's yeah, a big thing to look no, out for. Yeah, that's a good advice, man. I noticed that um, like if you do that, you buy a, an operator and then you buy a, a Vandal and drop it on the ground. And then you're holding with your op. And then for some reason, they just full like five man push the other site. Like you said, it kind of sucks if you're just you know, walking over to site with your operator, it's going to be a lot harder to take. So yeah, good advice. If if your team is just abundant in, in cash flow, then yeah, good idea. Dude, I have, I have cleared so many corners with an operator when oh, I should dude. not be doing it. It's so scary. Dude, though. it works yeah. a lot of the time though. I don't know yeah. how, but I just hard scope in and I'm just like peak an angle. <laughs> He's right there and just boom. Oh. Blast yeah, him. Man. Dude, even the no yeah. scope, I've gotten a couple. If they're like how. super close, man. Dude, I just want to mention to my fellow cousin, if you do listen to this, I am sorry for the 360 no scope I did on you in customs games. Yeah, that was it that was disgusting. I mean, I you, I kind of feel kinda, weird for mentioning that. You kind of take kind of took advantage of her, honestly. It was just a really dude, it was a good clip, man. Like, Dude, like it was straight luck. What the heck? What? It was disgusting to watch. <laughs> I felt kind of sad. Really? Was it a little yeah. harsh? Well, she was pretty sad after that happened. Actually, yeah. well, dude, it's just like it's just like grabbing your knackers and just squeezing. You know, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> did you even throw a blind on her? I think you no. just jumped. Yeah, see, I, that made it worse. Yeah, too. I'm sorry. I know, yeah. I should have just blinded her and then she wouldn't have seen the, seen the nastiness. The yeah. When you see that omen just jumping out from the doorway, just 360 bang you, it's like, that's that's not something <laughs> that you want to see, dude. And it was what was really rough is I was on her team. <laughs> I, was, I was dead, obviously, because I'm a peasant rat. So I'm just spectating. And as it was happening... Like, I felt a little violated myself. Oh my <laughs> it, it wasn't even me, but I was just seeing it in 200 frame, just HD, just filthiness. Dude. <laughs> I felt, I felt kind of sad, but um, yeah, I mean, no, don't be afraid to panic. No scope. If you're, if you're in a bind, I mean, that's not bad <laughs> advice. I mean, honestly, if there's no other route, dude, I say you could go it. for that 360. <laughs> Um, dude, I think something that we kind of forgot to mention was just like the basic buying order. Like guys, yeah. if you lose, if you lose your first round, I don't recommend buying the second round. There's like, a lot of people that do. I think that's kind of like a given. It's really hard to pull that off. And then the chances are you're going to have to go bonus on third round and your opponents will be fully kitted at that point. Yeah, so, that that's a big that thing mind. to mention too. Is is like if you if do you lose, lose that first round, round and you buy the sec, you you buy the second, you lose that round too. Since the other team bonus as well, and they could buy more you than you, they could smacked. buy full shields. You're smacked for you're two more rounds. You're, so yeah, you're running pistols on third round, yep. which you will not win. You will it's not very win. True. It. So and even in the case where it's like. If it's getting close, so even when it's like, if it's like um, eight to 11, right? And you know, the other, the other team has a full buy and you have the chance to either bonus 
to go specters, full shields, or like half shields, or to full save with classics, and then let them have that round pretty much. Let them go to um, round 11, make it 8-11, or you can save that, yeah, save that round, and then buy, be able to buy Vandals with full shields, and then just like have the full potential like ability to be able to beat them that round and then bring it back. Because yeah. if you're going to buy that specter or buy that um, stinger, you're not going to be able to have like you, you won't be able to have a full buy. I mean, pretty like, yeah. right. Yeah. You're just not going to have that chance. Right. Cause I think it's, it's kind of like a given if you're running specter, you don't really have as good of a chance. If someone has a vandal across the entire map, like there's no way, especially exactly. Unless they're just super trash. Another you, thing you gotta is, just go ahead. Go ahead. No, dude, you go no, ahead. No. No, 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 please, dude. I was, I was interrupting. Well, Coulter, you keep on saying I'm your peasant. You should take lead on this. Well, I'm just the camel, but no, I, I was just saying <laughs> in in those scenarios, guys. Like a lot of this is going to be subject to like the game that you're playing. Like if you're just better than them, you know, like you might be able to make more happen with a a specter. We're just talking in general terms. I just wanted to say that, like. You know, if you know that you can make something happen with a specter, then that's a different story. It's just in the average scenario, you're going to get clapped by a vandal most yeah. of the time. Like that, we're just talking in in most of the time situations. That's all. Very true. Um, what, Another thing on? is save rounds. Make it a closer fight. If you have smokes, just tell them to smoke off any long angles at all. Like try to get as close as you can to the other team. Because like I said, like you are not going to be fighting a vandal across the map. There's no way with the classic. No. Make it close. Like use a shorty or something like that can hit them hard with what you have. Don't be challenging them across the map. So it kind of just play to the range that you have. That's another yeah. another thing that you need to that people don't do enough. And just change up like your angle. Sit in a corner that you've never sat in before that game. Yeah, very true. And just like cause the element of surprise is is literally the only thing. Even if you have like better aim than them, it's just they're outgunning you so badly that it's it's hard to really out aim them like in a straight aim duel. It's like even if you're significantly better, I mean they can just like slowly tap you down. So um but yeah, I like what you were mentioning, dude. Like near the end of the game. You really, really, really need to think about your economy. Those those decisions are massive. Yeah, they are. Um, and I see a lot of times, dude. Like like you were saying, if they have eleven rounds, if it's eleven eight, like you were saying, and you can only half buy, I would recommend don't do it because if you end up losing that round, you're setting yourself up for a disadvantage. So you're more than likely going to lose that round if they are around the same skill level as you, right? They're probably going to win that round. And then you're going to go into the last round of the game with a stinger. Yeah. And you will lose that. Yep. So like you were saying, if it's 11, eight, you really have to pay attention to where your money is at and then save that 11th round. You're throwing that round away. You're making it 12, eight, and then you can fully buy and actually have a chance. So end of the game, Keep it in mind. That's all. Yeah. Glad you mentioned that. Well, it, I see it a lot where people are like, no, guys, I mean, we, we got to force here. We have to force. Don't be that I guy mean, that like gets stubborn and then just buys because you think you're, you know, because you're annoyed that your team's being toxic. It sucks when your team's toxic 
it's just yeah. not going to help you or the team out. Yeah, and I mean, it's like in those scenarios where they are leading, like 11-8, well, right off the bat that you know that their team is evidently slightly better than yours. So it's actually senile for you to think that you're going to pull around with half buying. If you can't do it when you're fully kitted, you're not going to make it happen with specters and half shields. So your only prayer to win is to full buy. And so make sure that you know you can do that in those final rounds because if not, you're literally just throwing the game away. Yeah. So very, very true. But um, that's pretty much all I have, I think, man. It's just the basics are to just keep your economy even throughout your team, pay attention to where the enemy team is at, and just knowing the potential credits that you can earn that round and what's most likely going to be your next round economy. If you can kind of keep those you know, three to four um, basics in your mind as you're playing, I think, you know, it'll just help your economy, like being more educated on your economy and you can educate your team in game. Yeah, very true. I'm just going to do a quick rundown of the credits that you earn per thing, just real quick, just to refresh you guys' mind. Per kill, it's 200 credits. If you round, if you lose your first round, it's nineteen hundred credits. The second sequ- sequential round is twenty four hundred. Third sequential round is twenty nine hundred, and then after that, it's just going to stay at nine hundred if you keep on losing. Um, if you win, it's going to be a flat fee of three thousand credits. Plant bonus is three hundred credits. If you save your round, you're going to get a max of one thousand credits. So keep that in mind as well. That's super important. Um, just just be sure, like. Look at the numbers. Look at the minimum amount of credits. That's huge. What Coulter was talking about. I, they added that in. It was a while ago, but it wasn't a thing that they first started out with. So it was pretty hard to see what your economy was going to do. Um, also, just look at the leaderboard, dude. That's such a big thing. I kind of forgot about that before we started the podcast. But yeah. I would say that's one of the biggest things to look out for. Yeah. And like we we're saying, if your team isn't communicating, just look at your own team's economy. Say, hey. You know, Nutcrusher 75 has nine grand. I can probably buy this Vandal next round. And if we lose, he can cover for me. Yeah. So if your team's not talking, just you can gain so much information just looking at the scoreboard. So, um, yeah, make sure to be looking at that consistently every round, seeing where the economy's at, seeing what you feel comfortable doing. And, uh, I mean, most of all, just communicate your team with your team. Yeah. Another, um, another quick mention is, Let's take split for example, and you guys in you're attacking inside. They have Cipher on their team, and he's playing B Garage every round. And then you look on the leaderboard; he has two thousand credits, and you know he died last round, and he can't buy. You have a possibility of pushing him because he doesn't have a gun. This goes with anyone, but you know where people play. If you can figure that out, then you can kind of play where that weakness is. And this happened in a match a bit ago. We literally just pushed him so hard. He could not do anything. He had a ghost and he didn't like, he couldn't do anything. Right. Yeah. He can't spray at all. So that's another big thing, but no, that's huge, man. It's like, and this kind of goes along with just time. Again, we don't know our audience, but knowing the agents and kind of how much they cost, like I was saying, I know that Killjoy costs a little bit more than a jet will. And it's exactly like Rogan is saying, if you like that exact scenario, if that cipher cannot buy, 
that is a good opportunity for you to capitalize on B site rather than saying, oh man, no, we can't go to B because Cypher is there. Well, if he doesn't have a gun, you got a lot better of a shot at taking them out and taking B from them. So seeing that their economy and also seeing their agent, you, you pretty much know that if he's doing the same setup every round, he's probably going to buy his trips and his cages and he's not going to buy a gun like that scenario that Rogan ran into where he just had a ghost. They could just overwhelm him and take the site. So knowing just extra information about your, your, the opposing team is huge how you're going to play the next round. So just press the tab button, you know, see where they're at. Yeah, man. Well, but, dude, um, does this call it? I think this calls it for me, dude. I mean, my back is sore, right? I'm a thirsty camel. Oh my how, gosh. Are the, how are the peeled grapes? Nice? Yeah, real nice, dude. It's just, it's good being able to live yeah. off someone else while they're just doing all the work and I'm not doing anything and they're just racking in the money. It's so nice, yeah, man. Yeah, well, good thing we split this pod 80-20. <laughs> dude, I'm I think to 80. listeners, we do not give a rip about money. Imagine. We're doing. Yeah, you should mention a this. a dollar, dude. Walter, mention that streamer, dude. Guys, I saw a TikTok today that made me sick. It made me it sick listening a, to it. It was a TikTok kid, right? A peasant rat. And he start the the tick the camera is facing him. He has like a a nice like microphone that's like in front of him, you know, that's like mounted on a wall, has an arm on it. Well, he rips that thing to the side and he starts screaming at his phone. He's like, guys, I have been streaming for 30 minutes. How in the world have you not donated to me yet? And then he continues to go on for the next 43 seconds about like his time is not free. He doesn't need to be here. He's doing this for you. And he was like, the fact that you guys can't donate every hour, at least $5. He was like, that makes me sick. And I'm just on the other end. Like, holy cow, dude. I had no idea that people came into this with like expectations. Dude, like so messed up. I'm I'm not lying at all. Rogan and I are doing this for fun. Period. Yeah. Like they're we, we are do this because we enjoy Valorant. Dude, honestly, okay. Every single streamer, they should be streaming to their audience. Like they aren't the ones that <laughs> they should be treating their audience with like the utmost respect, right? Well, A the donation, anyone, dude. What? I know the fact that anyone is even watching that streamer is like insane. Like, okay, just. The person who's donating, they're probably working a full-time job while this streamer gets just just a game all day and make money by other yeah, people donating. And it's he's, interesting, he's man. sick of that. That's just, yeah. But it's, yeah. it's absurd. I mean, I, I just think that if, I mean, those streamers, dude, that are going into streaming and or podcasting or whatever with the intention of like making a lot of money, I feel like that's just like starting off on the wrong foot. Yeah. I mean, the odds of making money are so insanely minuscule. I literally don't expect to make a single dollar from this at all. Yeah. Like, like we're just doing this for fun. We think it's fun. I mean, we, we want to get better at it. time too. Yeah. Well, exactly. Right? I mean, because I'm just a working class white male. Yeah. And, and if you guys show any interest to the pod in any sort of way, if we have one guy who loves us, I will quit my full-time job, quit school and commit full time to this podcast and just live on the street and live on the streets. You might lose some of that weight, dude. Culture, I'm not. Oh my gosh, dude, you should look at yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm literally. What, what, do you, what? 
let's let's give the the viewers how how tall are you? I'm a five nine, hundred and forty five pounder. One forty five. Yes. Wow, you're very very light. I am six three and two twenty. Um, like two two twenty two twenty five. I kind of I actually vary quite a bit, but wow. Yeah. For six three, dude. I don't know. I it'd be. I would like to be it more around like two hundred. You know, if I wasn't just so fat, <laughs> if I was oh my like gosh, Coulter, two hundred pounds, dude. You are literally like your arms are just twigs. Yeah, I know. I need to. I need to rip some iron. <laughs> Anyways, I think that we should wrap this up, dude. Yeah, man. Um, I I want people to like let us know what they want to hear. Yeah, and if this for is anyone. the opposite of what you want to hear, we want to know about that and change it. So, just ask us questions too. We we really want to cover like anything you guys want to put in. I mean, yeah. We're kind of open to it all. If it like involves Valorant, then we're in. Are we going to get in some games tonight, brother? Yeah, dude. I'll I'll be streaming right after this. No, you won't. Yeah, well. <laughs> all right. Take us out of here, dude. All right, guys, you guys have been listening to the Flow State Gaming Podcast brought to you by our Dinky and Sea Doggy. Um, just so you guys know, you guys just I want to drill this into you guys' head. Coulter is a filthy, dirty rat. If you guys saw a picture of him, you guys would understand what I'm talking about. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode where we talked about economy in Valorant. Um, just let us know what you get, like what you guys want to hear. Follow us on Twitch at flow underscore state underscore gaming and follow us on Instagram. Direct message us there for any questions at flow state gaming official. It's been an honor and a pleasure. I hope you guys have enjoyed. Um, have a good night. Bye. Bye.